Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Ken. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Hope you're having a great Friday. Stanley Cup Final on 6.30, Chet. Tomorrow, Game 1 starts at 6 with Florida at Vegas. And then Game 2, Monday, also starts at 6. So we won't have inside sports for you on Monday. You'll be listening to the hockey game instead. Blue Jays leading the Mets 1-0. Middle of the second inning, the uh, Memorial Cup game. Uh, oh, it's a late one tonight, Kellen. That's later today. Oh, I, I thought it started right now, too. <laughs> I thought it started right now as well, and now I uh, was going to it, and uh, it's not until 8. Okay. Thanks, Wilkie. Well, so I ruined the evening for everybody. What can I do? That seems weird, this one, but start. all the other ones started at 7, didn't they? Yeah. Huh. Well, what, well. Can, what can you do? Now I'm, now I'm double. Now I'm doubting myself. Yeah, 7 uh, Pacific. Okay. Uh, anyway. We'll worry about that later. I am pleased to welcome back to the show. He calls himself a creative hustler. He's produced several amazing films, many of them sports-themed, and it's Adam Scorgi on the line. Adam, it's Reed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I couldn't make it into studio tonight, brother. I really apologize. Well, you still owe me an in-studio appearance. That's okay. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So we got to dive right in here. Uh, it, it is called Thunder, the Life and Death of Arturo Gatti. I, I, I watched it this week. You sent me a, a link so I could watch the three-parter. They're all about uh, 50 minutes to 60 minutes long. Um First of all, I just got to say, amazing work. Um, brought back, brought back a lot of pieces of the story that I kind of remembered or had half forgotten, and was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, wow! Like, uh, was that your experience making it too? Yeah, that was, you know, because <clears throat> there's a lot of circumstances to when you know Arturo's tragic death happened that. You know, things didn't really get reported, and it was a big malum, and there's other things going on in the world. Uh, you know, Michael Jackson died not too soon after, and a few other things that it kind of got, it didn't really get the proper investigation it deserved and kind of the look into it. So when I had a team from Calgary, Guillaume and Alex, were like, there's nothing been really great done on Arturo other than just the Mickey Ward trilogy. Like, we'd really love to do something. Uh, me and my team jumped at it because we'd never done anything in the true crime Base. So it was fascinating to, you know, obviously we'd done sports and we'd done pugilistic stuff before, so we totally got that. But having to dive into that research was really fascinating to go along and be like, what? That wasn't like, wow, how was that missed or overlooked? And it just kept coming more and more and more as we dove in. Well, and that's why I think this is going to be so well received. And you and I have talked about this in the past. Boxing makes for great stories, whether yes. it's uh, documentaries or, you know, boxing movies that have either been fictional like Rocky or based on real people uh, or about real people like Raging Bull, I think is one of the greatest sports movies of all time. You obviously did the uh, Jelena documentary a few years ago. So you have that a sport that just has all these compelling people who literally have to battle, you know, to keep their, yeah. their livelihood going. And then the, this is, and I'm going to say this, if you're not a sports fan, don't worry. This is also a, really a, a true crime. Would that be the genre? I mean, it's it's CSI type stuff in there too. 
Yeah, that's that's what you call it. Is that it's a true true crime where we really go into the investigation and, you know. Sadly, because Arturo died abroad, right, and kind of the way it works, and it, unfortunately this happens so often for males and females that they have terms for this. When males die, they call it the Black, Sido, the black Widow Syndrome um, because insurance is collected, and there's no investigation done. Most countries do not investigate if their citizens die abroad. Whatever the cause of death abroad is, Canada's like that too. We just accept whatever it is. So even if it was something completely outlandish like, you know, you shot yourself in the head a hundred times, that will be the official cause of death in Canada. We do not investigate. So Arturo's death happened in Brazil and it was never properly investigated. As we point out with the only investigation done, which was done by private investigators by Arturo's manager, right? That's where you really got all the information and all those professionals that actually investigated the hard evidence of the case. Yeah, which I, I found fascinating. I, I don't want to give too much uh, too much away for people, but you're going to see some really in-depth investigative uh, procedures, like how these experts recreate a potential crime scene, a death scene, whatever you want to call it. And I, I was just kind of left shaking my head uh, at, at parts of it. Uh, Mickey Ward, um, he's he's featured in in the piece. Uh, quite a bit well i don't know if, if if you met him or how much you dealt with him directly but man huge to have him take part yeah and he's such as you got you it came across in the film like he's a character and he's a sweetheart right it's funny that these guys can be such pugilistic killers in the ring but then outside of it it's almost like they get all their aggression and everything out like you, you, when you talk to mickey other than knowing the legend of him and that mark Wahlberg made a movie about him called the fighter and like he just seems like such a sweet guy like you're like really this is the guy that went to war and very funny and very charismatic and you know which is interesting in the arturo stories him and arturo became best friends like brothers right after having arguably the most legendary boxing trilogy ever without a title on the line yeah and, and you and you you guys compiled some great footage was it uh what do you have to do to get all the footage that you because you have some stuff of uh Gaddy as, as a younger man obviously you have the footage against uh him fighting ward how how uh time-consuming and trying is it not like forget about editing the stuff just to make sure you can legally use it i guess i'm saying well that's a great question there Reed. so it's, it's actually so there's two parts to that one like you said tracking it down and everything is very tough who actually has it who because anything before the the early 2000s like most places didn't keep archives right a lot of news networks were the only ones that kind of covered things and no one wanted to spend the money to transfer to digital, so it's really hard to find anything back from there. So you, you have to find out YouTube things. There's collectors online um, uh, and archivists and stuff like that. And then the second part is the legal clearance part, which is, I guess I've kind of become a specialist in this. Is there is a, there is a copyright law in Canada, the United States, and the U.K. In, in the United States, it's called fair use. In Canada and the U.K., it's called fair dealing, where you are allowed to use copyrighted material without having to license it. It's part of being either a journalist or, or a reporter or documentarian or a writer. If you're telling a historic piece, which Arturo is an athletic, you know, he's a Canadian historic athlete, we are allowed to tell that story and use key elements of other people's copyright in order to highlight the original story we're telling. 
So there, then there comes a whole bunch of, like, you have to really run it through legal and they have to make sure it's transformative enough and you don't use it too much and the clips are short and all these things. That It takes a very, very forensic and detailed legal review that always takes months. And that's the part where everybody wants to pull their hair out because it's just so, <laughs> so daunting. But, you know, we recently had, which I can't go into in the NDA, but we had a case where the UFC and I had that with Bisbing and ultimately, you know, the film walked away. So it's, there is these rights. It is a right of a, like, it is a copyright law, not a privilege of a filmmaker and something my team and I have become very proficient at. Yeah, I guess you would have to be probably one of the things you never guessed you'd be doing when you wanted to become a creative hustler. <laughs> you'd get so good that's, at that. That's, so. why, that's why I put that, that's it's exactly why I have that name because you have to find, like a producer's job is really to solve problems, right? right? A fire arises, you have to <laughs> solve. You can't just be like, oh my God, well, we're in trouble. Yeah, oh, the director do it, right? will do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. or, 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 or you, you know, you're midway through this production. You've spent all this money. We're like, oh, we don't have the footage. I guess we give up. Like, right. no, yeah. you have to find a way, <laughs> right? So that's why I put that thing is just we always deliver and we always find a way to make it work. Okay, a key figure, and, and there are dozens of people interviewed in, in this uh, in this series. Um, the one person who did not speak, Amanda Rodriguez, who yeah. uh, was there when – Gaddy died. Um, uh, the way she was present for his death, I suppose, is always going to be up for debate. Uh, and you guys stated several times in the documentary she she declined to be interviewed. Did she give a reason? Did she say, or did she just ignore you sometimes? Like, how were these requests handled? So we went at all different angles. Um, ultimately, we tracked down her cell phone number, and I had reached out to her personally. I would called her and left a message, and I would text her. We're always big on texts and, and emails because then there's a paper trail, right? So in addition to calling, we made sure we sent it. And then she finally got back when we didn't think we'd hear anything. Then she texted me and said, hey, you know, if you want to do anything on my family, you have to get legal clearances to even do that. Here's my lawyer. Call them, which isn't true. Like, again, we, we can do you can tell stories yeah. or write a you journal can interview whoever you want yeah. if they yeah. say yeah. yes like yeah. i didn't have and to you call tell... your lawyer tonight exactly <laughs> and, well and even just to tell a story like read if someone wanted to tell a story on me they have the right to do that right they right. can go they can get opinions so we reached out to our lawyer several times they just didn't reply so my lawyer is like well adam you have enough of a paper trail you've reached out to there you've got the text messages you did what you could right so we we tried to even offer money and everything but there was no you know, she she was not interested in doing an interview whatsoever. Now, is that because, and I'm going to ask your opinion here, is, is that yeah. because she is obviously a suspect in his death, if it is indeed a murder? Well, that's what, if, if I'm being honest and what we discovered and my feelings on it is like, there is no benefit to her doing an interview. The only thing that could happen is she could say something that might, you know, um, word i'm looking for put her into legal troubles right because the way it happened is he was god he died in brazil amanda was originally charged for murder she was then let go 19 days later with no new evidence released from prison saying it was a suicide so she's never been charged in canada she's never been charged in the united states so but if you were to do something up here and and say something that might get you in trouble then she could finally be charged in a country that could actually investigate it unlike brazil so 
not saying she did it, but, you know, she was not interested in doing an interview for her late husband, who she inherited everything when yeah, he died. Which is, uh, again, to just tease something, I think people will be very interested to see how that played out uh, leading up to his uh, to his death. Um, now, she she did do interviews in the past. Cl- more, the, I think those were more recent after his death, though. She did do a couple of it because you did have some footage from those. Correct. That's what we had to rely on because we couldn't get the interview from her. And we actually did that for two one you know we wanted to get an interview with her but we couldn't and then two you know as far as defamation and stuff goes if there is a defamation claim for there to say well you're making us look bad i'm like these are already interviews you've done and we didn't take them out of context at all they're exactly as is all we do is with your own statements that have already aired we then show the crime scene photos and the evidence that was never presented when she originally did them so how, why do you think that this, because you have, uh, I, I'm sorry if I can't remember all the names, uh, Adam, but you, you have the, the, the one gentleman who studied the way that bodies fall and move when they're deceased or in a collision or drop from Dr. something. Alfred Bowles, yeah. Uh, the, the, yep. the, the, the private investigator from Chicago, what was his name again? Paul Corlino. Yep. He, he's a huge part of it. Yeah. So... How? Uh, why, in your opinion, was the, it, it never investigated to that extent by people actually in Brazil? Uh, well, several reasons. One, which we talk about in the film, is northern Brazil is very corrupt, right? And money talks is even you had when you had some of Gotti's close family when a man who was originally charged, and they were all like, okay, cool, we've got a suspect, we've got somebody. And then they were warned by the Gracie family, right? Very predominant world. And they were saying, guys, got to be careful. Here in Brazil, you got money. You can sway the political system. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, you're, you're thinking, you're used to Canada and the States where, like, that doesn't typically happen. So, again, because she was only ever charged in Brazil, mm-hmm. right? And then that original investigator was removed from the case without warning, right? The guy that originally arrested her for murder. They're like, no, 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 you're wrong. You're removed from the case. He wanted to interview with us. He's like, this has bugged me my whole career. I'd love to do another interview. I have lots to say. I'm retired now. I will. And then just as life would happen, the guy got a bladder infection and died. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we couldn't interview him. So, and it was funny because all along the line, read everyone that had worked on this, there was another thing like uh, Murder in Paradise, the series that was done back in the day. Every single producer and everyone we worked on was like, thank God somebody else is diving into this because this has always bugged me the way we portrayed it. And being in the film and understanding the legalities of doing something in kind of Canadian media with Arturo being Canadian is that we're very risk adverse here in Canada. So when the original piece was done by CBC and the original piece like Meritor Impaired, like nobody wanted a defamation claim. So I think a lot of people just towed the line and were like, hey, let's just go with what's already out there and we'll just do something kind of cool and just toe the line. Yeah. Uh, okay, a couple other things for you. Uh, you. I was lucky enough, you you sent me a link so I could uh, watch it. And again, if people are, wanna, uh, are wondering what we're talking about, the full title, it is Thunder, The Life and Death of Arturo Gatti. How can people watch it? What's going on? So the easiest way to find it, it's exclusively available on Super Channel. They're the ones that brought this to life once again for my team. But the easiest way to watch it is just go to Amazon or Apple and Google the title, and it will come up, and you can get a free month with Super Channel. Just sign up. It's $9.99. You, get, you, know, you can cancel at the end of the month. But 
I highly recommend you you check it out and support that way because Super Channel is the only independent broadcaster left in Canada. Um, but that's the easiest way. Go to your Amazon account because everybody has Amazon and you'll find it there right away. Put in Thunder and it'll probably be your top search and you can watch it there. And like you said, you don't have to be a sports fan. You don't have to know Arturo Gatti that well. Trust me when I say, like, if you like true crime, suspense, like, this has all the, it has amazing characters. Some of the characters you think we created with their New Jersey accents right. and everything. And, like, <laughs> like it is it is amazing characters. It's an incredible story. And I, I think we did a great job of not only doing the true crime element, but also honoring the legacy Arturo did for boxing in Canada. He's one of the top five greatest boxers to ever come out of this country. And really, it's all surrounded by his death, unfortunately. Yeah, well, and you guys do agree. And I, and I said this to you going back to Ice Guardians. Uh, I mean, there are certainly conclusions based on fact that, that the films, you know, this film or other films that you've made might sort of lead the the viewer to. But as I said with Ice Guardians, it was years ago we talked about that, I said, like, if people are going to watch this thinking it's a raw, raw hockey fighting film, it's not. It tells the whole story. And even this one, though a lot of people conclude that Arturo would never have committed suicide, you know, there's still some people who are saying, well, I don't know, he might have. Like, there were times he struggled with this, this, and that. So, you, I mean, you, to me, it's it's very, uh, very fairly laid out, I guess, would be the compliment I would give you. Well, thank you, Ray. We really tried to do that, and we had to fight against that a lot when, you know, you keep finding more and more evidence and stuff. You're like, my God, like, you know, but we, we always go into a project with that honest curiosity, right, and learn ourselves and then just really share what we discover. And I think that's what everybody wants to go through on that journey. We're, we're getting pretty sick of getting force-fed narratives nowadays, and people, I think, are way more hip to that. So for me, I always like to just go through it and be like, and like you said, we still go to the CTE part. We still cover the suicide part we still look at like was did that possibly happen and and present both sides and really kind of get you to see the full picture of his life before his tragic death yeah and and an amazing life i mean the way unfortunately he, he left us aside an amazing life and an amazing boxer and that story is, is told as well uh are you at liberty to tell me what you're working on now adam <laughs> yes of course so we're we're in uh we're in post on tutu and Dolph right now we're making a big push to have Dolph Lundgren's story premiere at TIFF. Uh, fingers crossed, TIFF is always our Toronto International Film Festival. For those that don't know the, the abbreviation, uh, TIFF has always eluded me, so we're hoping that premieres in September and that Tutu premieres at Sundance in the new year. And then we're in production on Dane Cook's documentary and how his brother embezzled $13 million from him and also working on Biff Naked's story. So uh, oh, we're busy. Sorry, which one's Tutu? Uh, Jordan Tutu. So we're doing that. We're hoping to premiere in the new year. Okay, and then you talked to me a little bit about Dolph Lundgren. Can, we, can you get Dolph on my show? I would love to talk to him. <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the deal I'll make sure you read. If he comes to Edmonton for a premiere, I will 100% come in studio with him if I if he comes into town. Yeah, he, he, is such, he is such a cool Swede, and if he's around, he'll 100%. He is not, although he is an international superstar in action, he is very much like a Canadian. I guess it's the Swedish or Nordic side. Right. He's a very humble man and very <laughs> yeah. privileged to have the life he's had. Which was, and, and just to go down that road quickly, and I know we talked a little bit about Dolph Lundgren last time you were on, I, I don't know, it was two or three months ago, but, like, unfortunately, he probably has to put up with, like, oh, you're actually not dumb in real life. 
You know? Well, he's he's a full scholarship yeah. for Fulbright. Like he's a chemical engineer. He's incredibly intelligent. As we said, we're like, man, you're like a genius. He's like, no, 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 never been. He's like, I'm just a really good student, <laughs> right? That's always been my thing. Is I I'm a really good student. I'm able to take direction. Incredibly smart. Incredibly punctual. Able to multitask. He's been a gem to work with because he's so like that. Like you send him an email, he always gets back to you and he answers every question in your email. Okay. Hey, I I know you. I, I know you're busy. And I think you're on the road. So thanks for doing this. We 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 got we got to do something else this uh, summer because I love talking. A, your work with you, and then just kind of film and documentary and sports in general because I know you have a very interesting view on a lot of things because of your life and work experience. Adam, thank you so much for doing this. Keep in touch, man. My pleasure, and I, I owe you an in-studio, so anytime you tell me when, we can talk about Tutu. I promise I'll bring Jordan Tutu in there when we when we do a premiere oh, yeah. in Edmonton for that. Yeah, please do. Thank you so much, Adam. That is Adam Scorgy checking in tonight. As he calls himself, he's a creative hustler. Uh, He's a movie producer. That's a pretty cool title. But I liked how he described that he's a creative hustler. When when he's producing a film, he's got to solve problems. He's got to put out fires. So that's a lot of what he's doing. So the the focus of most of that conversation was on his new uh, documentary series. And as he said, it's on Super Channel. Or you can go on to Amazon or Apple and put it in. Thunder, the life and death of Arturo Gatti, the uh, Montreal-based boxer who died in Brazil in 2009 under mysterious circumstances, to say the least. It was uh, eventually... Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's on, on the formal record as a suicide, but a lot of suspicion that he was, in fact, uh, murdered and that his wife at the time, Amanda Rodriguez, was involved in some way, either committing the crime herself or, or hiring people to have it done or allowing them to, to you know, access to their hotel room or whatever to, uh, to commit the crime. Uh, tragic story, but uh, well told by Adam Scorgi and his crew. 780-496-0063 if you want to get in touch. It's Inside Sports on Chet. 911.